Welcome to my podcast with me, Dr. Kate Bartram-Brown, interviewing successful people that I know personally that all have something in common. Yes, they all use magic, the hidden sciences and the mystery school lineage to create success in the modern world. Oh, once again, we're live and it's wonderful to be here interviewing amazing people that I know. And Julia is another amazing person. I've known Julia for many years and um, I'm so excited to have her on on the on the show um, because we've always got lots to talk about. And we were busily chatting uh, beforehand about all the different things that we could talk about. But we felt that this week, um, you know, we, we were going to discuss something very close to Julia's heart and something very interesting. And I hope you all find it interesting. So, Julia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Davina Kate. So awesome to be on here um, and to start exploring a little bit about art and and magic and opening up something we haven't spoken about before yeah it's now it's a really interesting subject so let's just delve straight in can you give us a bit of background about you because you know a, a lot of people watching this may know you uh you know through mystery school and all the amazing work that you do but but actually you know you know, pre-mystery school, exactly what your area of expertise was and, and uh, you know, and, and, and how, you know, what your passions were. It's actually kind of a little bit funny. Uh, I I was uh, destined, uh, I was had a fairly high aptitude for uh, maths and science, which is hilarious. Um, and uh, my father passed away in, in my final year of school and it, it, it opened a door. Uh, it, something shifted in me. It reorientated to me what to what I was really feel, feeling called to, which was fine art. So it was a radical departure, um, totally re, reorientating my life at a very critical like juncture in in my personal development as a as a teenager, and uh, threw myself into a fine art degree, but with no like people who who were with me. They were that already spent years wanting to do this. So for me, it was like a you know, as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and just jumping in with all four feet and 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 just you know exploring. I had no preconceived idea where where did I want to go, what did I want to do. Um, but I really immersed myself in visual language and trying to match the rich inner world with with a visual language that would express something deep and from the core of one's soul. You know, and I just really tried to make something which was authentic to my inner world um, and without trying I landed on a world stage very very quickly in fact um, I was very very fast in the in the first and, and actually the only um, sort of major international exhibition of African photographers I did fine art I was going to major in sculpture and drawing ended up majoring in, in photography I'm not really a photographer it's a bit of a misnomer I'm an artist who happens to use photography but I did, a lot of, I did a lot of process with my images. I would bury things. I would decay things. I would re-photograph them. Um, very, very much, and I would draw on things. I'm very much a sculptor and drawer who ended up using photography, which I find curious, uh, Davina Kate, because it actually means drawing with light. So jumping into the mystery school and then working with light, it, it really, there was no mistake, right? Um, but yeah, I, I very quickly got into the world stage, published, exhibiting all over the world, and 
at a young age, I was headhunted to be head of department of one of the four uh, universities of in, in South Africa which offer fine art. So very young, it was amazing, um, totally loved it, was living in a different city and um, they wanted me to stay on, but I, I wanted to go back to that beloved Cape Town. Um, and then, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of just continued exhibiting, doing solo shows every year, working still in some lecturing and working in the film industry. Um, so that's kind of my, my background. Um, so, and so, kind of yeah, so how did you find the mystery school? So how, how did you make that leap from, you know, obviously art in the art world and then, you know, coming to find the mystery school? Um, that was interesting. Well, look, my my family genetical background is that there's a lot of autoimmune uh, autoimmune diseases in my family. My my beloved father was a brilliant man, um, like a mathematical genius, but he was paralyzed. He had an autoimmune virus, and my sister has so many, and this one has that one, and it's kind of littered like littered throughout the family. We've, everyone's you know the full gamut is is somewhere in that family of my father's side, and truthfully, my sister went forth as a computer scientist, brilliant, highly mathematically, you know, attuned um, and decided to think out the box, which I did not expect, by the way. And she went forth to find DNA activations, hoping for something that would, um, you know, shift, shift our DNA. She didn't tell me, by the way, so I didn't know. I had no idea. And then, yeah, she, she found the life activation and she went and had it in Seattle. Um, probably 2002, 2003, way back when. And all I know is I was full, working in the film industry, working long hours, pretty much just photographing between 400 and 800 photographs a day, not really thinking, just producing, editing, producing, editing. And um, I woke up one morning and I felt different. So when she had the activation, I ended up feeling very different. And um, I, I really, I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I said, I didn't know that she went and done this. She'd never showed a predilection for doing spiritual stuff. So I had no clue that she would explore. She hadn't, she hadn't shared anything with me. And um, I just knew inside of myself that I don't know how my sister had done something to me. So that launched basically, you know, her journey in the mystery school. She didn't share anything with me. She didn't tell me the depth of it. She just, I phoned her that night and I asked her, what has she done? And I knew, and then she told me about the life activation. Um, but truthfully, I'm sure like everyone else, I did come from a science background. I do have a, a mind that does question. And like most people, you know, go, right, you know, activates DNA, you know, some new age mumbo jumbo. You know, I was like, mm, you know what? Okay, I feel different today, but you know, tomorrow it'll go away. Um, but that 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 basically her activation that gave me what we now I now understand how it's possible a a partial activation um, began opening up a path of healing emotional mental spiritual physical actually as well because I have never manifested an autoimmunity since that activation by the way not that I'm saying we can claim you know medical results from the activation but I am the only person in that side of the family that doesn't have something going on. Wow. Um, so just by the way, um, and I was very sick, by the way, when my sister got it, I was headed for lupus and late onset diabetes. I was not well. I was not well. So, um, so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how, you know, it's a long story, but she then decided to fly me over and I got training in the mystery school. And when I 
um, I had this tangible, measurable proof that the stuff works because my mother had also got a training in the mystery school before I did. And they didn't tell me. Neither of them told me. Neither of them told me anything. They were little, little, nah, very cunning uh, family. <laughs> very smart family. They decided not to tell me. But the thing is that their lives started changing radically. And I can't deny it. I couldn't deny it. So once I'd found the mystery school, to be honest, um, it, it wasn't much of, there wasn't much of a question once, once I got it, went through the process of empower thyself and ended up in Healers Academy. My sister just decided I was going. I didn't even know what that was. And once I, I had the sacred tool to do activations and I never thought I would ever use it, but, you know, I thought I'd just try it on a friend or maybe my cousin or, you know, <laughs> Um, but when I saw measurable results in their life, and I couldn't deny the results in my family's life, I couldn't deny the results in my life, it reached about a crossroads within about a year and a half where I just felt I, I can't I can't deny that this is doing real measurable changes in people's lives. And so I decided to hang up my, my brushes and my camera for a little while and just focus on this full time, knowing full well it would come back to full circle again. But I felt that that I just needed to really immerse myself in the art of healing, in drawing with light, with sacred tools, and not just what I had been doing. Yeah, that's so amazing. I mean, I was having this discussion earlier, and it's something that you've just brought up as well, is like in the, in the mystery school path, we are very clear. We are not here to tell you what you should and shouldn't feel or tell you this is right or that is wrong. All we do is invite you to try and use the tools yeah. or have the session and see how it works for you. And, okay. you know, and, and, and that is just a perfect example of, you know, you see everybody else's lives changing and then you don't get sick. And, and it's like at that point you think, well, hang on a minute, all of that can't be coincidence or it can't be you know um so fabulous so 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 you've gone from this art world this you know this this you know um photography and film and then and then you've started um working with um magic and i always think of magic as you know and uh, as the science and the art and when they come together it creates this magic so it's interesting how you said you have that background that you know logical and then the art, and when you came to, you know, you created this magic. And, you know, so so, what correlation do you feel that magic has to art? I mean, is there, is there? I, I mean, I don't even, where, where, where's the beginning of the string and where's the end of the string? I mean, wow. Um, where, where do we even begin with that? I think, you, you know, this idea in the mystery school, we talk about the fact that we can trans transmute our thoughts and transform our life. We can recreate ourselves. And, and as an artist, you, you are creating constantly. You, you, you're, you're, you're creating. And um, what, what I love in learning about creation through the mystery school perspective is understanding that we, we need to arrive at a blank canvas to really create the life that we want to create. And we filled our mind with so much programming of what we think is possible, what we should do, what we shouldn't do because, you know, my parents think this or, 
you know, um, what I may do, what I can't do. We've, we've filled it with so much rubbish that it's really hard to live in a fully empowered, creative way. I mean, for me, the magician who creates the life and the artist in the artist studio, they, they're one and the same thing, to be honest, because an artist has to embrace science. When you're painting, when you're working with photography, which is very actually there's a lot of science actually when you work with photography you've got to know your medium um but you've got to bring your creativity into the medium to to make it work um i remember lecturing in fine art saying you know there's there's nothing to, not, there's no such thing as photographing something and it being the truth i would take my students and just have them photograph the same thing and every image would look radically different because the very eyes through which you're looking through that camera would shift the the way that image was shot in the negative it would literally the soul would inform what you produced so for me learning about the science in the mystery school about needing to create from a blank canvas where you've started emptying your mind of all this stuff you've collected this belief systems and emotional dramas and stories and, and learning to empty it so that you can return your mind to a blank canvas and from that place create the life that you want to create starts giving you back the the, the very paintbrushes or, or whatever or the the carving tools back into your hands to create the life that you, you want to and it's and it's a feeling people have feelings inside of themselves i want my life to feel like this or to be like this they know they're not quite there but they want it to look this way well, we've got to get back into the into the into the into the driving seat of of holding the pencil creating the life that we waiting to be created um and you know just on that note uh, Davina Cates I mean I'm really passionate about the, the creation process but on that note you know in order for us to get to that blank canvas there is the art of letting go mm. and and the only way we can get that that blank canvas and be in the rhythm of creating our life as we desire it in each moment is we we have to embrace the cycle of life and completion the cycles of life and death we are not here to create something amazing and then for it to become stagnant it, it you know like okay now i've worked so hard i've got my degree i've now made a pile of cash i've got this in incredible home in kensington and i've arrived I have my beautiful car, whatever, you know, that is for you. I have everything I want. I have, you know, and I've arrived and I've landed. That that's that's just if 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 life is truly supposed to be a cycle of life and completion, it just means you've come to a certain certain degree on the circle. In order to move forward, you've got to keep moving in that cycle of life and completion. And we have to allow things that are complete in our life, be it an attitude, a belief, maybe it's 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 where you live, maybe it's leaving a country like I just did. We have to allow that to come to to completion, to let it die. So that, so that as we are moving from from life and allowing something to die, we reach a point of the void or the blank canvas. And from that place, once you've once you've let something go, when you've reached that that point of the blank canvas, then you can start to recreate your life again. So I, I'm, I'm seeing people really scared of, of letting go of what they've 
come to. And I know for you, Divina Kate, I've known you for a long time. I know your crazy magical life and how you've 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 built up an amazing home in, in Bahrain. You left that, you moved there, you like literally you've been living that pattern of creating amazing things, letting it go, moving forward, creating an amazing, letting go, moving forward. And we never know what it is, but there's always something that is the obstacle to us reaching back to that point of the blank canvas. There's something which we have to let go. There's always something we have to say, okay, I'm complete with that. And I've got to let it go so that I can, it's almost like let it go back to the soil, go back into compass, compost, you know, ferment in the soil to create the fertile ground to to start new life to plant a new seed we we must start embracing that and that's a, for me a key piece of living life from, from a blank canvas is living that cycle of life and completion or life and death actually which is what it really is and and it's so fascinating because when I when I talk to um, mystery school um, students, teachers, high initiates, I, I notice that about them that they've they they are willing to let go and they're willing to move, um, and you know that it seems to accelerate their potential like a quantum leap. Exactly. Um, and, you know, for you, I mean, you have just left your home uh, in Cape Town and you're now in London. Mm-hmm. And, and can you tell us a little bit about that? What, what, you know, how that, how that, ca- well, you know, what's, what's this canvas going to look like? You know, <laughs> well, it, it's super interesting, you know, um, always watch your words. Whenever you say, I will never do something, um, you know, you know that's your ceiling. I'll never forget. And you interviewed Obsessimus Dave. Uh, I don't know a couple couple weeks ago, I think it was now. And we were we were in in Cape Town at the wonderful hotel, the Mount Nelson, and we were talking about you know Cape Town life, whatever. And and I was just saying, you know, the one thing I don't mind traveling over the world, but the one thing is I'll, I'll I never want to leave Cape Town as long as I'm living in Cape Town. <laughs> as long as I'm living in Cape Town, I'm I'm happy to travel everywhere and I'm happy to, to you know to do everything I do. That was my the thing. That was my thing I held on to. That was my ceiling. And you know, I'll, I'll never leave Cape Town, I remember saying. Mm. You know, never say never. Because uh-huh. So I, <laughs> there's other things I'm saying never to, and I'm just watching myself. Oh God, I'm making a headlong collision towards needing to do that because that never is. It, it's it's actually such a key indicator that there is a ceiling, there is a thing I do not want to do, I'm attached to, I'm holding on to, which is beautiful and wonderful. But at some point, it's a clue. It's going to create a ceiling in your life. And um, I did. I got a, a my own personal sort of vision about five years ago that London is where I needed to be. And I mean, you know, I can't complain about Cape Town. I mean, okay, we had some things the last couple of years, you know, water restrictions and so forth. But, I mean, it's beautiful. And I had a, you know, beautiful home and um, the ocean and the sky. I mean, like, I'm not going to give a, a sales pitch for people to go to Cape Town right now, but I can do it so easily. I spent 10 years photographing every single nook and cranny of the city, so I know it back like back of my hand. But it's interesting how in order for me to reach my next major blank, blank canvas to be able to, you know, really – go to a whole new level. 
uh, where I do believe magic and art again to start coming together. Like you're going to probably start seeing me creating art again and bringing these two together. This is my next piece is to now finally, you know, merge them. That can only happen by having let go of something that I really held onto. And, and so the funny thing is that when you hold on to something that you really <clears throat> don't want to let go, you know, and I mean, it's great, you know, you can prove how stubborn you are, it's brilliant, I mean, you know, but it's really stupid, because the more you hold on, the more stagnant your life gets, the more stuck you are, it's like you're, it's like you're got a four by four, and you're in the sand, and you keep revving, you get stuck in the sand, you keep revving your wheels, and you just get more and more stuck, you can't move forward, so when you do realize, oh, I've got to end this relationship. No, I don't want to end this relationship. I can't do it. I've got to leave my job. No, I can't because I need the money. Or, you know, when you you have those things, I know I won't, I won't do that. I'm going to stay with that in that marriage. I'm going to. And even if, you know, because my family, what, what are my kids going to say? And, and I'm not promoting divorce and I'm not promoting any of that. I'm just saying the truth is that the nature of our soul and the language of our soul is to keep moving. It's like a wheel. It moves like a circular wheel. It keeps moving. And we have to, to be in that flow. We have to allow when you reach a point where something has to end, we have to be willing to let it go. And the cool thing is, so it's really hard to let it go, and that's the sacrifice. Uh, but when we let it go, that cutting of that thing you've held on to creates incredible amount of energy. It creates a momentum to keep flowing in this cycle of joy and passion and creation. So it it's ironic because you don't want to do it, but when you do it, it opens up incredible flow and possibilities. You're like, why didn't I do this earlier? You know, um, but it, it's it's now you know. With, I find with the mystery school, it's demanding that. Well, it's not the mystery school. It's it's not at all. It's the mystery school tools are helping us to follow the true rhythm of our being. And and where humans want to hold and preserve and, and hold on to something, um, the, the, as, we, as, we, as our soul opens up more, we're like, oh, no, I need to be fluid and let go and, and, and be in this dynamic, dynamic flow of life and movement and letting go when something's completed. Um, so I think, I mean, that's, that's, I think, the definition of living life alive, really. Yeah, and it is. It's like the tools are the paintbrushes, as like you were saying, you know, and and like, you know, any good tool or implements, you know, it gets worn down, you know, and, and so then then we can replace, you know, you know, we, we're going to get that, you know, when we finish that canvas, we're then we're going to replace and we're going to start again with those with, you know, with those tools. And what's interesting is, is that when we, um, you know, pre, I remember pre-mystery school, I would, I would want to hold on to certain relationships and I would want to hold on to a way that I did things I, or, I, or I would want to hold on to, you know, how I thought about something or that was my stance and I, you know, that made me yes very um assertive woman and a strong woman and you know i knew my own mind and all of these things and then, and then i came to the mystery school and and the, the the tools i started to use and i started to look at myself going oh my goodness that's that is preventing me from set being with you know these thoughts or 
preventing me from exploring this possibility or preventing me you know and and I sort of realized that was my you know that was my ego just coming in you know and 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 that's very topical right now I think there's a lot of people uh you know um very sure in what you know their rights are and how they have to behave and what is correct and what's politically correct and we must stand up and we must do this and we must and and it's become so the opposite of what it's supposed to be which has become so rigid and so tight that they can't you know then forgive and have compassion and you know all of those different types of things so they're they're creating this you know the canvas of a very you know maybe a different piece of art than they originally set out to uh in the first place my goodness that's so so true um that that need to be right is uh uh one of the things that um i think you know this path helps you to to un to unlearn to to be open to what you don't know um to be alive to the flow of discovery to be alive um and to realize that your point of view is literally only you know one point of view and when you know when you hold on to one perspective one point of view it does it puts breaks into that sand and you literally get stuck only my way i will never do something it must be right oh you know and it and it literally like sure you know things need to change in the world but when we take that heavy stance of whatever it is um we get stuck we literally get stuck and the, the interesting thing is that the world does need to shift. I mean, it does. And people keep criticizing what's wrong with the existing systems, where the actual magic to recreate the entire world, the, the canvas to recreate the way the world looks, it's sitting inside of each individual person. We all have a painting in us that's going to contribute to, to creating a much better world, but not not necessarily through the systems that we're criticizing and spending so much time being right about and saying this is wrong. It's not, not what we need to do. We really, really need to, to find what is that artwork we had to create? What is that contribution? What am I here to bring? And the cool thing about it, you know, when, when, when I think about, you know, jumping back into a drawing class and just, um, you know, going, going, actually re-exploring my art. Because for there's a period of time where I, I didn't miss it. I needed to immerse myself in magic. Always knew I would come back. And now I'm super excited about how can we bring magic and art together. Um, but when I think about, you know, doing an art class, there is just this incredible joy and excitement. And I think when we feeling so right about something. I notice people when they, they really get, you know, intense about it should be like this. There's no joy. There's no happiness. There's no flow. There's rigidity. It, it doesn't bring you to what you want to create in life. Instead, we could take that very same focus and throw it into what you're actually good at, what you're here to contribute, what you're here to create. And together we can, you know, potentially create a much nicer canvas. If we just focus on the canvases we're here to actually, you know, produce not just one canvas Kate, you know David and Kate it's it's the canvases you know I love that and and we're just coming to time now but that is perfect because um you know let's focus yes on what we want to create not yes. 
tearing down or moaning about, you know, what is wrong in the world. And I love that. And that is very much an artist perspective, I think. You know, they look at a they look at a blank canvas or they look at some, you know, a you know, piece of stone and they look, what can I create? Exactly. They don't look at everything else around them and, and say, oh, well, that's wrong. So I'm not going to paint it like this or that's wrong. I'm not going to paint it like that. It's no, let's let's create something. And then if I don't like it, do you know what? I'll just start again. Exactly. Exactly. That's the brilliant thing about seeing life as an artist. You can make a canvas. If you don't like it. Just get another blank canvas and do something else. It's as simple as that. We don't have to get stuck with what the way our lives look. Our life is an artwork. Let's recreate it. Let's shift it. Oh, you know, and, and by the way, sometimes it's not always about throwing away the canvas if we don't like it. I mean, as an artist, sometimes we have to rework a canvas and go, mm-hmm. okay, hang on. Okay, so I've got this canvas. I now need to... Mm, like paint over that section and do that. So sometimes it's not about throwing away what we have, but it's about recreating what we have, working with what we have and shifting that. But we are artists. We have the power to change it. That's the key piece. Yes. And so um, on that note, I know that um, you're here in London and I know that you are um, taking clients. I know that you're very busy um but i know that you will be taking a few new clients so if somebody is inspired to change their canvas or to rework their canvas or um create a new sculpture where can they get in touch with you it's very simple it's juliatiffin.com so just check the spelling of my name there on the on the little window there and you'll see the spelling it's just juliatiffin.com you can find me there there's emails and contact sheets and phone numbers and you can find me no problem wonderful and, and i've put that into the comments for 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 uh for anybody that wants to and, and it's an absolute joy to work with julia so i highly recommend you get in touch um and i'm excited to see lots of these reworked or new canvases um in the very near future thank you so much it's been amazing chatting to you Thank you so much, Davina Kate. I look forward to new other conversations and other canvases we're going to start creating together. Who knows what's out there? It's a blank canvas. Who knows what we can create? It's just so many possibilities. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. So thank you, everyone. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you all soon. Bye-bye.